Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Vicki Connor. Together, we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, we'll be talking about a sport that is geared toward an adrenaline seeker. This is something not for the faint of heart, and that is waterfall kayaking. <laughs> Those two words put together, Vicky, already have my heart pounding. I've seen like a, a lot of waterfalls uh, around Oregon and Washington. I can't say that I've ever seen a kayaker go down one of them. I have not either until just a few months ago. Um, I was able to witness waterfall kayaking on my first trip to Eagle Creek Trail. And if you've listened to the past few episodes, you know my love for this trail. Mm -hmm. But those who haven't been there before, um, there are multiple waterfalls on this trail. And one of the most notable ones is Punchbowl Falls, just about two and a half miles in. And to set the scene, I was already in awe hiking on a nice sunny day on this trail when I rounded a curve and I saw a large group of people at kind of a viewpoint area. And at first, when I saw these people, I just imagined they were blown away by this waterfall and they were just taking it all in. Uh, but upon closer inspection, I saw that there were people at the top of the waterfall prepping to go down via kayak <laughs> see like i'm like a flat water kayaker right give me a nice clear calm lake uh you know no waves maybe a little of, of ocean kayaking on the shoreline going down a waterfall in anything in any kind of contraption let alone a kayak um, it just to me that sounds absolutely terrifying exactly you know i I used to cry going down roller coasters. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I am also just a, a very smooth kayaking experience is what I'm all about and what I've done before. But uh, can't say I've done anything close to kayaking down a waterfall. Well, Vicky, because neither of us is uh, exactly a waterfall kayaker ourselves. I understand we have someone on the show today who is and can tell us a little bit more about that. Exactly. So here to tell us about this niche sport is that kayaker that I saw take on Punchbowl Falls live to tell the tale. And that is Mike Johnson. Mike, thanks for coming on the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So for people who might have never heard of waterfall kayaking, I know it's pretty intuitive based on what it is called. But tell us about what you do and what is waterfall kayaking? Yeah, so, you know, kayaking off a waterfall is, you know, specific type of white water that we do. Yeah, basically, we uh, scout a potential waterfall that has enough water, enough flow, and a deep enough pool. And upon further inspection, we uh, we fire it up <laughs> and go down it. Um, yeah, so there's there's a few different types of white uh styles of white water there's uh you know your big water style that's creaking and there's also waterfalling and uh in order to get into the whole waterfalling game kind of got to be able to know all the other parts of white water it's not something that you should attempt 
um, until you have a greater understanding of white water. I guess I'm definitely wondering how, uh, what was kind of your journey? When did you kind of get into kayaking and then how did it progress to where you are today? Well, um, I've been told by my folks that the first time I got to see what, uh, whitewater and, and people paddling whitewater was when I was pretty young. I was maybe like three or four years old. And I was one of those kids that would wander off. And <laughs> my uh, dad was already doing a kayak race at the time. And my mom dropped me off at the Tamarack in West Virginia. And I saw a TV with some, some whitewater footage, some folks paddling some whitewater. And I was just really already drawn to it. Um, my mom found me looking at it, and uh, apparently I told her that that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> so I was born in West Virginia and grew up in generally the East Coast, and I got to raft the the New River in West Virginia, um, which is a fantastic section. Uh, I was about, I don't know, six or so, and... There, my folks came along. We were on a raft and had two duckies or inflatable kayaks. And um, I was too young to get into the inflatable kayaks, but um, I persuaded my folks to to get in the duckies for the rapids and then hop back in the raft for the the pool. <laughs> I had my first actual hard boat kayaking lesson, plastic kayak, whitewater kayak, when I was maybe nine years old. And that was on the Nantahala River in North Carolina. I remember the first thing, it was a guided lesson for a weekend, and the person in charge took me and my sister, my sister and I, to, to a pool and taught us how to roll. And uh, we both learned how to roll by the end of the day and we're, we're walking tall. <laughs> um, it's a pretty cool feeling to, to be able to roll a kayak. Nowadays, it's just a necessary thing to, to be able to do, but back then it was something, something real special to, to learn for your first time. Right, so for people who might not know what rolling a kayak is, it's kind of just like flipping over, going underwater, and coming up on the other side. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And there's, you know, different types of rolls um, in which you maneuver your paddle and your body under the water to roll back up. And that's it's kind of like a like a survival technique with kayaking, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so you're in a whitewater kayak is typically like about eight to nine feet long and you're nestled in it pretty tightly. You've got these tip pads, you've got these thigh hooks. So you're kind of locked into this kayak and you also have a neoprene spray shirt over you that seals out all of the water from getting in. So when you flip over, you're still stuck in the kayak and you're just sitting upside down basically. And you uh, can either pull your shirt off and swim 
or you can learn to roll your kayak. <laughs> I feel like kayaking is one of these sports that is just like, um, you know, I don't want to say like rife with danger, but you know, that is like, you know, a, a more challenging sport that, um, I think has, you know, definitely more dangers associated with it. So I, I'm, I'm curious. So you, you talked about, you know, learning to kayak, doing white water. Take us to how you take that from, you know, going on to white water to going down a waterfall itself. And I'm curious, like, what is that experience like? How is it different, um, for you going down a waterfall? Yeah. So typing off a waterfall, the thing with that is it is a more risky, it's a more dangerous uh, style of white water, and it's very high risk, high reward, and it's interesting also because it it happens in a matter of seconds, you know, like you, you take maybe a few paddle strokes and then you're off the lip, and you're scouting the waterfall, you know, you're looking for your line and you might be nervous a little bit or a lot. <laughs> and <laughs> you're just eyeing, just making sure you have precisely what you want to do because the, the most important part about going over a waterfall is probably the moments that lead up to the lift of the fall. For a tall waterfall, you want to have your kayak penciled in perfectly, uh, straight down, um, coming off the lip. And you want to do as little as possible. So if you're looking at videos of people kayaking over waterfalls, you might think, oh, that's maybe kind of easy, you know, because we're literally trying to fidget as little as possible. Because each little fidget or movement at the lip of the falls gets exaggerated in free fall. So, you can imagine a kayak coming down a waterfall. The idea is to have a perfect pencil in and um, a little movement could shift the kayak sideways or it could go up and down. So it could be like what we call going over the handlebars, which is basically the tail of the kayak going over your head and then you basically land kind of on your head. and then there's the opposite where your nose of the kayak lifts up and you land more flat like a belly flop and that's kind of what we call a boof which is an important tool in kayaking but with kayaking tall waterfalls you do not want to boof the idea of the pencil is to create a little surface area as possible to penetrate the water at the bottom. Yeah. So the other part of the story of when I saw you and your friends at Punchbowl Falls is that as I was finishing my hike, you all were packing up and I came over and saw that one of your friend's kayaks was completely split in half. (laughs) How did that happen? (laughs) It's honestly still kind of a mystery, but I can tell you the story (laughs) so on eagle creek there's there's a bunch of waterfalls on eagle creek um, but we hiked up to punch bowl falls um, and paddled that which is a 35-ish foot waterfall and then further down there's metlaco falls which is about 100 feet tall and so there are three of us there's myself 
my buddy Briar and my old roommate Kenny. And so we all three of us paddled Punchbowl Falls. And all was well. <laughs> and uh, then uh, Kenny hiked out above Metlaco Falls um, to just take pictures. He didn't want to paddle the falls that day. And Briar and I were still stoked on it and continued on downstream to, towards it. So we uh, hopped out and took a look at the falls from the lip. And it's totally walled in there. So as whitewater kayakers, we try to eliminate risk as much as possible so we can set safety. We have throw bags, we have pin kits, carabiners, all these different tools to, to help us stay safe on the river in case something were to go wrong. But in this situation, it's totally walled in, so we can't have anyone at the bottom. So the game plan was for us to go pretty close together and just hope that someone, one of us would be okay <laughs> and help the other. And uh, so Briar went first, um, and Kenny's up at the top of the canyon. He's not able to do anything because he's so high up. Um, so Briar went first. I could see Kenny on the other side, and he's signaling me that Briar's swimming, but he's okay. And so I go next, and leading up to the falls, you have nothing else on your mind. You know, like when you're scouting, you can be afraid, but there's no room for any sort of fear paddling up to the falls. And you don't want to be paddling too fast or too slow. You want to be just moving at the pace of the current there. At the lift, you just want to make sure that your kayak just flips through and pencils in perfectly. And so that's what I was going for. And then you want to spot your landing. So it's important to spot your landing. A lot of folks, when they're learning how to paddle a waterfall, they might tuck up a little too early. And by tucking up, I mean, it's also with reducing the surface area for penetrating the water at the bottom. So you'd be tucked forward and you'd either throw your paddle or you'd tuck it to either side of you. And um, that's just to prevent the paddle from either clotheslining you, breaking, or uh, it's just kind of, it's in the way at that point. So you got to get it, get it out of the way. So there was a fire on, in the Eagle Street drainage um, some years ago. and it's been closed for a while. It's recently reopened. And with that fire brings wood, logs, and all of that stuff. And that clogs up the river. And that's a big hazard in white water. So if you can imagine mm-hmm. a strainer. And then as a kayaker, you're the noodle. You don't want to go into the strainer. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <Yeah. laughs> so now there's this giant log jam at the base of the falls on river right. So looking downstream to the right. And there's maybe like three to 500 logs in there. Like there's so many logs and the current's going underneath them. And so it's a big hazard. So we're hoping that we pop up away from that to the left or straight downstream. And so what happens to me is a pencil in and I hold on to my paddle and touch to the left. I wait to resurface 
you're I'm underwater for five or six seconds before I resurface. And roll up as soon as I resurface, the first thing I see are massive logs in front of me. I know exactly where I am. And so I have to shove off the log two or three times to push me back into the safe zone. <laughs> and the impact at the bottom, there's always uh, some sort of impact, but you're hoping for for a relatively soft impact. And um, I was lucky, to have, lucky enough to have a softer impact um, at the bottom. And so when I popped up, I, the first thing I saw after I pushed off the log was Briar's boat, which was kind of on the logs a little bit. And it looked like it was cut in half. <laughs> and I look over to the other side and I see Briar safe on shore uh, on the other side of the river on river left of safe zone. And I'm just looking back and forth like, what the heck happened here? <laughs> um, and uh, after a little bit more communication, uh, I realized you know he also has lost his paddle. So I hop out of my boat. I'm climbing in these logs, trying to find his paddle. I end up going through like this log tunnel to recover his paddle in the water, and then rope a tow to his boat and bring it over to him. And then from there, I get the the story of of what happened. And so what happened was basically his, he had maybe a small movement or fidget at the lip and with such a tall waterfall, that exponential, um, movement as, as you, as you're in free fall, free fall for only three seconds or so. But it lifted his bow, um, the front of his kayak, the bow. There was a loud impact sound and that's what split it almost in half. It wasn't totally in half. It was hanging on by one side of the cockpit rim of the kayak, which is just an inch. Jeez. <laughs> oh, and, and so from there we're walled in. So we Friar has to paddle out. He can't just hike out. So he climbs back into this kayak. It's only it's just clinging on by an inch. <laughs> <laughs> totally like oh. cut in half <laughs> pretty much and i look at him and you can see the stern the back of his boat the bow the front of his boat and they're just like pointed kind of towards the sky like a real banana um <laughs> and he's like half sunk in the water but there's enough buoyancy for him to be partially afloat and uh we, we have to continue on down <laughs> downstream <laughs> <laughs> the oh the boat eventually does break. There are some log jams that you have to portage around downstream of that before you get to take out. And he wasn't making it around the log jam time. It had to sail from his kayak. The boat went into the log jam. We had to pull it out. And after pulling it out, it, it split in half. And he was boogie boarding down the rest of the run until we saw the trail then he decided to hike out from there. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Mike, I, I feel like um, 
I have so many more questions for you about all of this. <laughs> Same. But we uh, we need to take a quick ad break before we get to that. So we will be talking to Mike a little bit more about waterfall kayaking in just a minute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, folks, we are back talking to Mike Johnson about uh, his waterfall kayaking adventures. Um, Mike, this sounds like just an absolutely uh, wild and fun way to spend a day outdoors, maybe a little bit different than folks uh, might be used to. Um, so we talked about, of course, your adventure out there in Eagle Creek at Punchbowl Falls and at Laco Falls. Um, you know, I'm curious, uh, what, what are some other waterfalls that you have kayaked down and what are some that maybe you have your eye on for checking out in the future? Gosh, yeah, there's, there's definitely some on both sides. Um, uh, within like Washington and Oregon, um, falls I've done, well, Punchbowl and at Laco Falls. Also done the Haley Falls, which is an 80 footer in Oregon. I've also done Young's River Falls, which is out of Astoria, maybe 65 feet. And that's, that's actually, I, I like that one a lot. There's a lot of good ones. Um, there's Hamahama Falls, um, which is a 15 foot drop straight into a 60 foot drop with, uh, some cave hazards and, and undercut hazards. Um, there's Table Choke Falls, which is above Bridal Vale Falls in, or in Oregon. That's maybe 50 feet. There's Beaver Creek Falls, which is in Oregon as well, maybe 45 feet. I've done uh, also Silver Falls, which is near Rainier. That's an interesting waterfall with a very big lead-in the whole drop is 95 feet tall, but the the straight drop at the bottom, so it's a big old watery slide, and the final drop it just tumbles over a 40 foot drop at the bottom. Um, I've done Upper Lewis Falls, which is like two 30 footers back to back. You're a slide in, go second, go. Um, there's Lower Lewis Falls. That's a great one that I've done many laps on maybe 40 feet tall um yeah that's that's a good list of i might be missing some but yeah <laughs> is this something that's allowed everywhere are there certain regulations certain permits um that that you need to have yeah that's a good question um there there are definitely legality issues for certain drops um which is which is a shame um, but, um, for the most part, um, they're, they're, they're legal to run. Um, so, but, uh, it's, it's something to, to look into before you, you delve into the, the <laughs> Yeah. So clearly this is not something that someone with, with no experience should just try out on a whim, uh, 
how how do you obviously you kind of grew up kayaking um how do you practice for this yourself well the the thing with waterfalls is the only way to really practice is to do it and so what i do is i don't get in over my head i don't jump off the couch into a big waterfall um i like i'd rather do smaller ones and build up as i'm on a rampage um so when i did metlaco falls i'd run in the past like couple weeks a few other waterfalls and felt ready for metlaco at that point metlaco is also an interesting waterfall in that it's a hundred foot waterfall but it has a 20 foot sloping lift which is exactly what you want in a waterfall um as opposed to like a 90 degree ledge it's uh it, it's a lot easier to pencil in off a sloping ledge so as far as 100 foot waterfalls go that's a more friendly one <laughs> so if people are looking to get into kayaking down a waterfall um are there groups that they could look into to get more information, learn how to do something like this? Uh, how could they get into it? With with waterfalls, I recommend that you master all the other types of, of white water first. Um, you certainly need to know how to roll. You need to be able to paddle class five white water in general. Once you get to the point where you want to run a waterfall hopefully you already have the friends and paddlers by your side that are also interested it's not something that you once you get into it you're you're already enveloped by the sport you're already you already have a crew you already have friends to go with um but for someone that's starting out whitewater, then that's that's a great question. Like um, to get involved with whitewater, there's various online groups that uh, and forums um, that you can uh, post on, and the whitewater community is very friendly. It's a small, you know, outdoors uh, community, and uh, they're they're very uh, you're, if someone were to reach out, they could be very responsive. And um, there are great um, outfitters in the area of Oregon, Washington, that can help you out as well, get you get you suited. Awesome. Well, Mike, this is, sounds like such um, such a cool uh, adventure, and such a cool way to to hang out and explore the rivers. It's something that I'm so glad people like yourself are doing, so that I can watch from the shore and appreciate <laughs> appreciate from uh from from that vantage point um but thanks so much for coming on today and for telling us all about it and sharing your adventures oh absolutely <laughs> well <Becky>. um <laughs> <laughs> that was so intense i love it <laughs> that was the most intense thing i've heard in a long time, I am, you know, absolutely floored about this. I can't say that I, I would want to try this. I think I'm too no. too nervous too. Mm -mm. But wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs>
<laughs> wow is right. Yeah, that's something like I said. I'm I'm I love to watch, love to see it. Um absolutely would not be in that kayak myself. No way. <laughs> I was just saying I when I witnessed this uh at Punchbowl Falls, I had taken a little video and put it in my Instagram story and people were replying to it saying did that person survive that drop? <laughs> and yes, he survived and lived to tell us about the even bigger waterfall they proceeded to go down afterwards. <laughs> well, I've, I've got to give Mike a follow uh, on social media, on YouTube, and, and watch more because I'm just totally interested and enthralled by this water, waterfall kayaking world. That's so cool. I want to see it all. I want to see it all. Okay, well, in the meantime, folks, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel and HereIsOregon.com. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details at OregonLive.com slash pod support. This episode of the show is produced by me, Vicki Connor, alongside Jamie Hale and Andrew Thien. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.